Mm, what's up, you derelict honey badgers? It's us. It's David. We're back. Grant will be here very shortly. This is a really fun episode. We get into it. It gets deep. Um, Chainsaw Man, episode nine. Consider this your spoiler warning. What an episode. We talk a lot about that. Um, we get into Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which I'm currently watching, then To Your Eternity Season 2, and Spy Family. Quick break for newsfeed. There's lots of interesting things allegedly happening in the news right now. And we end on Mob Psycho Episode 8, Must See, My Hero Academia Season 6 Episode 8, Must See, and Blue Lock. And then we finish off with the Q&A, which we host on our Instagram, which you may follow us at, at Part-Time Otaku Podcast where every Monday we put up a Q&A, people put in questions, and we will likely answer them here on the podcast. So follow us, subscribe, and enjoy the show. Psycho season one, two, three, four. Oh, hey there, Grant. Hey, Dave. How are you there, fella? Doing pretty good, pretty good. Besto friendo. Mmm, that is I. God, I saw um, anime t-shirts with that on. Oh. And I was like, oh, I gotta get Grant that. <laughs> you, you know what I've realized? Um, you know what I've realized? Because, like, just the algorithm as of late is... Sure. I think it has found, like, its sweet spot because it knows I'm a sinful consumer. So, like, sure. I get a lot of fashion, a lot of, like, sweaters and shit. Yeah. But... Hype clothing brands with the yeah exactly <laughs> right maybe Debata- debatably legal you know anime art on them <laughs> well like, is that official or not well yeah. now this is so it's a you read my mind that's the thing now like one hundred percent and I'm telling you this listener like the brands you're seeing advertising to you on Instagram are not doing that with copyright license like they, no. it is one hundred percent they are all just doing it until they're a big enough problem that they get squashed mm. um. But yeah, if you're not buying it at, and I hate, people will hate to hear this, but it's like the Crunchyroll store or Hot Topic, everything they have is licensed. So like if you care about like, quote, supporting the artist, which let's be real, the artists see none of that money. Yeah. Um, It's all, it's all rights and whatnot. But uh, yeah. That's going straight to Shonen Jump. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. But yeah, but some of them are cool. Yeah, and I think yeah. I'm going to do, like, what I don't know what you would call it. Like, they're not bootleg. Well, would it be a bootleg shirt? Yeah, I guess technically, technically? Like the ones you see on Instagram. It's so funny. Like, I have, <clears throat> you know, anytime I see something on Instagram, I have to, like, a you know, like a shop or buy this or buy that or whatever. And, you know, same thing. Like, it's, you know, a lot of it's, like, anime-centric. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think it was last Christmas or the Christmas before, I got burned so bad on a gift for both Leanne and Corinne mm-hmm. and it, you know it, it came it came from Europe somewhere it was just like all the wrong sizes I literally had to ch- like charge back like on, on the credit card company oh really because they're like oh yeah well like you know they flat out told me like who cares <laughs> like you know take the size that you get kind of thing yeah and to ship it back would have cost me like double the price that I paid for everything and I'm like what the fuck that <laughs> like, reminds me of like, like damn Instagram ads like I'm done yeah. after this yeah. yeah that's the thing you take one L like you take one L on these things and it's such a risk and then mm-hmm. a lot of the time like unless and again like you don't want to root for the big guy or like the thousand pound gorilla in like the arena but like sure. you think about how easy returns are through amazon or like some other you know huge chain retailer 
And then, like, yeah, you, like, try and, like, organize an RMA or a return with some obscure brand that isn't in North America, and you're, yeah. you're losing not money it. on postage. Yeah, it's not happening. And it's it was, like, uh... now I just don't want to... You, you end up, like, not supporting small brands, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's... Anyway, so it's a bit of a balancing act, but yep. there's a couple that have been after me for a while, and they're, like... It's, like, streetwear with anime on it. It's, like, mm. drop-cut, oversized, faded, intentionally faded tees with, like unit 01 from ava on it i'm like can i take a guess on what brand it is or do you think that's like calling out no you can i i uh uh, is it uh katsuri clothing let me see i have it right here i'm gonna laugh if that's it (laughs) because they are on me all the time leanna too it's so funny no it's not katsuri this is tr zn studios terzen i think it's supposed to be like a vowel-less tarzan is my guess trznstudios.com you're welcome for the plug yeah. um everyone be like we don't know who they are so buy your own risk <laughs> yeah here's a address on the internet go there if you dare yeah that's basically <laughs> that's what that so, was that's so funny but i think i'm it's gonna christmas time i suppose yeah. yeah it's holiday shopping season have you done have you even started your holiday shopping i'm done come on Ugh, you're an animal that's how it's beginning november dude that's how we know that you're a grown-up and i'm not <laughs> I have a note with, it's like, mom and dad gifts, and then there's like a list, and it's just mm. a series of question marks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I just have everyone in my life, and then like, Hit and then underneath. at this date, ask yeah, yeah. about this. <laughs> you know, what are they reading? No, yeah. dude. it's I, I don't even have that. It's just a series of question marks underneath a bunch of names. Oh my god, you should see this. I'm not even close. Excel sheet I got <laughs> in like Christmas, Christmas oh. birthday prep. Yeah, it's because you're a father and you're responsible. You're Could probably, be it. You were probably Could responsible be before that. Um, all right, enough of that. Um, we Okay, we got to talk about Chainsaw Man. We've got an action-packed show for you guys today. There's so much to talk about, and I'm kind of, yeah, yeah, man, I don't know about you, but, like, I didn't get a chance for whatever reason. Like, I just think last week we had, like, weird timing. I was coming back from New York, Mm. and I had to, like, compress my anime schedule for this week. I watched almost everything in the last, like, 48 hours. I, Dave, same, same. (laughs) Like, all last night, and then early this morning, I caught up on the last little bit, so I'm, uh... I'm so glad we're leading with Chainsaw Man, because I audibly said, holy shit. Yep. More times in this episode than I think maybe any other episode of the uh, of the series so far. This is a fantastic episode. Episode 9. Here's your spoiler warning because we're going to get into it. How can yeah, you not? Yeah, we have to. Exactly. How can you not? Um, Dave, what a, what a fun little conundrum. What a little thought experiment that Chainsaw Man has presented upon to us. It really has. I feel like you and I, you know, we've been doing the show long enough, but I definitely think in the past year... We've really been talking about the plot armor, you know, the expectation of storytelling and shonen, like the standard expectations you tend to see. And not not to be like dramatic and like, you know, like really, you know, hyperbolic right now because we, you know, we literally came out today, uh, hours ago. But like, what a nice like flipping at the table of like, you know, expectation change. Like, I'm sad, (laughs) but like in a good way, like I'm, I'm really, I'm happy that it made me feel something. But the nice thing about it is, is even though like they kind of, you know, there was like this big, you know, shocking episode and in, 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 there's all these deaths and unknowns, you know, and potential like, that's the thing too, like they did some very, 
Western. It's a very, you know, I think we were talking last week too. Like this is a very Western style show. Yeah. Did we talk about that on the podcast? I think. We, uh, oh no, that might have been during our gaming sesh. Actually. Yeah. No, and then halfway it. through, our, we were playing Diablo, <laughs> and we were like, "Fuck, this would be a good episode." <laughs> yeah, so I think you know because you know the 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 author who whose name um, I don't have in front of me, um, the mangaka. You know, like I think he's more or less said like this is you know it's the setting of Japan, but this is like a Western style story and. They and do he's a, lot a of younger these... guy too, eh, Grant? Like you were saying, he's like twenty eight or something. I think he's in his like er, like mid to late twenties, yeah. So like, yeah, vibes. Yeah. But like, they do a lot of, like a Western style stuff, like the the cutaway death potentially. They did that with a couple characters, and they did you know the they showed some deaths, and they did the you know they kind of did a little bit of everything, like the probably yeah. for sure dead, the whole Miss Mockingbird thing. And, and you know it's funny because like Leanna's kind of been in and out watching Chainsaw Man with me. She's mm-hmm. not, you know, n- not by like episode to episode. And I was just kind of like, I had a hunch like before the scene of her getting shot on the train. Also like just like the muzzle of the gun before she gets shot it just slowly comes into frame. I was like, wow, nice. Um, I don't know what her bag is. Like I don't know if, if like I don't think she's dead personally. So yeah, I think there's more to her story like mm-hmm. it felt like i you know i was sitting there kind of mentally taking notes watching her talk to this guy on the train and i was like oh you know i'll mention on the podcast how she's kind of like we've done a lot of comparisons to jujitsu kaisen yep. i was like she's sort of gojo but not really like we know she's high up but mm-hmm. but we don't know how or why or she still feels regional manager yeah you know? but yeah. i was just thinking like oh i'm so excited to to find out more. And I, I also wanted to like give ups to her voice actor. Mm. Like just the way she's drawn and the body language of the character, like the way they're animating her, and then like the really calm delivery of her VA mm. really digging her on screen. And then of course she she's assassinated. <laughs> yeah. And um okay, well, wait, before we get to all the action, I, I do want to say specifically, dude. The first 10 minutes of just Himeno and Denji in her apartment. The reverse POV of that moment. The reverse POV of that moment was... Didn't think we needed it. Glad we got it. Exactly. Like, it remind And the animation style, how much they put into that, really reminded me of um, Aki's, like, morning routine. His little yes. ASMR scene. Mm-hmm. But this one was much longer. Um, and it... Lots it, of different angles. Yeah. Not so much, like... Yeah. Because I feel like Aki's was more kind of like middle to higher views like almost yeah. like we were a fly up on the wall or up on the ceiling this kind of felt you know middle and lower like we were looking out from denji's point of view on the bed or you know still kind of in, in the middle frame is very 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 cool it it was stellarly animated like i i can't get over how much i loved it and one thing I'd, i've noticed that i haven't really thought about in anime before is we don't really see where people live often Sure. Um, or at um, least maybe we do, but like slice of life, you do. That's slice the of life, you do. Of your home, your home space. Right? Um, but yeah, I remember like comparing, you know, the amount of time we spent in Aki's apartment and now in Jimeno's, and I was like, oh, she has like a nicer place. Like hers is like a cool young professional spot. I don't know. It really humanized her in a weird way. Um, the thing that I love, she opens the fridge and there's the, the containers of like cooked food and leftovers. It's what not a like, detail, eh? you know, it's not, uh, you know, they all like take out containers thrown right in. It's all put into like, you know, glass Tupperware, you know, or whatever brand kind of thing. Yeah. But like, it's all the thing that me, the, the weirdest thing that stuck out to me is there's a scene, I think, you know, <clears throat> we see her like, you know, go take the shower or take the shower, grab the beer. And it was cool because like we kind of have an expectation of what's going on in the previous episode of like, mm-hmm. 
you know, you know, whether, whether she's like, you know, taking advantage of him, you know, you know, sexually and whatnot, but you kind of get the vibe of like, oh, she was just like drunk and forgot. And like, we kind of see it from her view. Of yeah. like, Oh shit. Tenji's here. Even though, you know, she had carded him here. It was, it, it was playing on, you know, like everyone's expectations and views, but there's a point where she kind of flops on the bed on, onto him. Yeah. And Dave, I don't think I've ever seen a nose in anime before. Like, like from that angle, like I was like, I've uh, never thought about noses before. Yeah. And the two of them are kind of, you know, like she's laying on top of them. I'm like, holy cow. Like the detail into like, you know, from that angle, looking into their noses blew me away. It, it was, it was yeah. really good. And here's something I never thought we would like talk about on an anime podcast. I'm really glad that they didn't have sex. Like, yeah, I, I love the joke too. She's like, yeah, you can go to prison for that kind of thing. Yeah. Not, not just that, but also <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that Denji, despite like him being fucked up, like he had the wherewithal. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because there, there's so much about his character, especially early on, you and I were talking, like, are this guy's motivations really that skin deep? Like, is this mm. going to just be a shonen with the motivation of, like, grabbing a boob? And sure. if so, like, that's fine. It is what it is. Um, but, like, he did have a, like, human moment. You know what I mean? And, yeah, like, absolutely. And now with everything that has transpired in this episode and these people that he's gotten to know... It just feels like the show has completely been, like, thrown in a blender. Yes. Um, and I'm really, really happy with it. <laughs> like, I'm this is, fucking stoked. It's crazy, because this is, like, you know, penultimate episode, season finale stuff. Yeah. You would see in, like, Breaking Bad, you know, this is, like, the... Or the Game of Thrones, you know? And, like, I, just by the end of this episode, all I can think about is just, like, the westernized style of this, you know? And, mm-hmm. Like, we've known this before, like, just, you know, with the OP and the homages to, you know, like... The, uh, the Cohen brothers and you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and Quentin Tarantino and all this and that and and then it's just it's the little nuances. You're like, oh man, like it's just it's just so much more prevalent than I think I really yeah thought of. You know, it's but uh, um, God. Yeah. okay. Let's let's talk about what we learned and the and the things that happened because that the la- the back half of this episode is pretty dense. Yes. So. I'll, I'll like list off a couple things we could talk sure. about them. So one, the main twist is that there's some kind of coordinated assassination attempt, right? Yeah. Makima. By, by the gun devil, clearly. As, yeah, let's assume it's by the gun devil, which also means that he seems to be working... Like, were all those people human? Like, the ones that killed the devil hunters? Like, the people that killed... That killed Makima. Are we assuming that they're kind of like... Like, they're humans that also have packs with their own devils like you know how um aki has it has a pact with the uh, ghost wolf lady and how himeno had one with the ghost arm yeah i think yeah i i would say so because they've done a pretty pretty there's been a pretty pretty clear path from the get-go when you know initially with like the zombie devil you know trying to you know making the pact with the the yakuza guy that kind of had you know was putting the pressure on denji mm-hmm. and then you know, we have the uh, right the eighth floor. You know, like ma- them trying to make the pact to kill Denji. Okay, and, so there and, are and all that. Like, I think I think that's pretty okay. It's established. Right. You're right. So there are other factions at play. Yeah. They cord. They do a coordinate kind of assassination. That that Yelly girl from the um, hotel episode is killed. But we don't see them though. Her, her, and yeah. her and the dude. That's like the off-screen one. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, is it her cutaway? Is that her name? I think so. Yeah. I I, I think. That's Gunshot cutaway. cutaway. Yeah, I think they're alive because it's okay. the old lady. I think they they overtake the old lady for sure. Good point. Um, 
the gun devil, this guy who has basically the same character design as Denji. Fascinating. Um, very fascinating. Yeah. He's the one who says the gun devil is after Denji's heart. Um, and he's the one who starts a bunch of shit in the restaurant. And this is where sh- like the whole show goes sideways because what happens here? Himeno more or less sacrifices herself. Yeah, I didn't even see her take the the shot. I saw like when the dust had kind of settled and she was clearly shot. Yeah, but that was the thing too. It was, it was very like you know so fast paced. It was unknown. Like who, like we know Denji like took one right in the dome. Yeah, you know, like right off the bat. Um, but because uh, yeah, it's empowered too. Holy cow! Like just the she was on him, and then you know like it didn't matter. You know, yeah, crazy. Um, Aki finally uses his sword, uh, which is like a nail. Yeah, I've got some questions about that, which I don't think you and I can answer here. But they really made a point last uh, in the hotel last episode of like you can't use that like, because under any circumstance. I think they said I think Himeno said it takes like years off his life. Like there's a very the way they phrase it. I don't know if they use those words, but like there is a toll to be paid is kind of what they insinuated, and that it's, it was significant. It's interesting because, like, as he uses them, clearly whatever, you know, devil or, you know, the pact with the weapon or whatnot, like, a timer is going down. It goes from three to zero. Yeah. You know, by each, you know, after each hit, it, you know, goes down. I I wonder, I'm curious about the mechanics of that weapon because it's, like, he was, like, the curse or the devil, whatever thing he has a deal with was counting as he was landing blows. Yeah. And he was counting it alongside. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I I loved that. I loved that. He won fair and square, and then a nameless woman appears and resurrects this guy. Like, Was it resurrected, or, like, he... Um, good question. Or, like, it was kind of like a reminder of, like, okay, like, get up. You know, like... It you know. Fe- I don't know. It felt like he died. But, yeah, yeah. But then he got up. Maybe yeah. she just did some kind of weird blood manipulation, or... Could like, be. power can do blood manipulation, right? Uh, yeah, as the blood devil. I think yeah. That's, that's her, her whole thing. But, like, yeah, okay. So, how, with we don't know how, but this guy gets up for round two. Bodies Aki. It's looking bad. Yeah. And then that's when Himeno, Himeno makes, like, the legit sacrifice and gives her entire body, it seems like. Yeah, piece by piece. Well, she, she makes, you know, and, like, she... Is it, like, making an additional pack or, like, it's just in the moan of, like, okay, like, I'm going to give everything to you? I think it was an additional pact. I think because she said, like, I traded my right eye for the ghost devil. Is it the ghost devil's arm? The ghost. ghost arm? Yeah. So she had one arm that she could use in exchange for her eye. And then she, I think she said something, I'll give you everything I have if you give me everything you have or something. Mm. And, like, when it was working, like, it, she was winning that fight. Mm-hmm. But I think she knew that she was gone. Like, she was going to lose her body in exchange for saving Aki's life. And then, unfortunately, it didn't matter anyway because that girl interfered with what appeared to be, like, a snake devil snake thing. Devil. Yeah. yeah. And that ate <laughs> Wild. Uh, Jimeno's devil. Like, a lot of cross-contamination because the wolf was in there at some point and this guy came out. Yeah, like, and, and the wolf, yeah. the fox, the fox makes a point of like, what an absurd thing I have in my mouth. It's not yeah. a human or a devil. So like, you know, I guess you kind of a reference to this, you know, this person's in a similar situation to Denji. Yeah. Um, it, I didn't think, I only thought of it now. It doesn't, I don't know how much it has to do. Like, I would be surprised if like, he meant it was completely gone. In, not in like a, you know, she comes back or, you know, like she's completely, like, I think it's interesting because they really kind of, 
every episode they kind of hit the pack thing a little more and more and more, right? Like we kind of see like the variations of mm-hmm. it, kind of the rule. We kind of got the rules of them a little bit more in the hotel. But you know, I guess by definition, Denchi. Like I know he's a fiend. Or is he a fiend or is he a devil? I can't remember. I can't remember because I think power is technically a fiend. Oh, because no, she's okay. She's a devil who's possessed a body, so that's why she is a fiend. Right. And and Denji has like made this... a pact and has become one. But it's yeah. interesting because I wonder if him being a devil, because him and Himeno made that pact at breakfast the next morning. What pact? Well, like you know, like essentially, like you know, oh, that they're gonna help each other get with their love interests exactly and i know like it seems so like a silly thing in the moment but they are putting so much emphasis on packs in this world and you got to be careful with your wordage i wonder if that's interesting i didn't I think wonder of that maybe you know him being a devil and, and her and like essentially like the transaction you know the verbal transaction between the two of them did that mean if, anything if that meant anything right you know? so it's especially with her death you know making this you know final yeah sacrifice and whatnot so the, the fucking layers of the show man for you know for us you know for a silly horny bloody show there is it's got this it's was got some fucking layers man i i love it it's this was my favorite episode so far i mean i, that I think seems, the strongest episode by far yeah it, it's yeah. i know that sounds obvious but it's like yeah jesus that uh that was really really good God. um Okay, let's let's go to another really strong show that I think you've finished, but yep. I'm only part way through. I just watched episode six of Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Goddamn, dude, so, so goddamn good. <laughs> this happens to me all the time, especially on this podcast where like everyone's telling me, "Wait, you have like an anime podcast and you haven't seen this?" It's like just ease up, guys. Like, see the title of the show. There's a lot of shit to watch. Yeah, so much. Um. But yeah, I mean, like, in news that will shock no one, Cyberpunk Edge Runners is fucking legit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is so beautifully vivid. The world that they've built is fantastic. Um, the animation is top tier. The um, voice acting is fan- is really, really great. I don't Like, I don't know. It's um, one of the few... It's funny because I'm watching Chainsaw Man at the same time, but it's, like, one of the few kind of adult-themed animes that works for me sure um because it i don't think it's how can i say this cyberpunk edge runners is just like a story in which adult things happen as opposed to a story that goes out of its way to focus on adult content does that make sense uh yeah i i i think i see where you're getting at like it's you know they're like chainsaw man I they're just, trying. They're trying to tell a story with adult themes. Yeah, using the themes, you know, of like puberty and all this and that. Whereas, Edge Runners is telling a story, and it's kind of just, it's not a part of like the thread, the narrative thread. It's yeah, just, that's just, it, it just the happens. world. Yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah, Very exactly. And, and dirty and edgy, for lack of a better term. No, but yeah, grimy but futuristic, dystopian, all at once. Like I love this stuff. Um, that's why I asked you about the game. I was like, how did that game ever turn out? Like I know they had a really really messy launch. <laughs> oh yeah, like it's you know it's it's what like what I told you when when you had asked like you know it was bug and it was bug ridden and you know like performance wise was awful, but like underneath it all was a very cool world and rpg like there was a good game there and now it's at a point where it's it's great you know like it's it's tough eh? still not perfect right like they definitely oversold the experience that was like their biggest was it an online game no no it's all uh it's all a single player i wonder 
It's crazy. Like, if only they had waited. I mean, I know, like, we're not going to solve that problem here in the gaming industry. I'm aware <laughs> yeah. that that's, like, the big that's thing these brand. days. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I wonder if people still play it or, or what it is. They, um, uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they just recently made an announcement saying, like, the they are, like, plus, like, stock-wise and all that based yeah. on Good for the them. bounce back from, from uh, 2077, yeah. yeah. But um, you enjoyed the series? I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, you know, it's, I, I, I feel comfortable talking about it now because you are at like the half, more, the, just past the halfway point, but they do a really cool, it, it feels like two significant arcs in the 10 episodes. Mm. Usually in a show like this, you know, they kind of, it's like a, like a one run thing. Yeah. But they really kind of hit home the youth side of it and then kind of like, the delusion that came from like you know like where he ended up at, at like you know the kind of like the high point in episode five at the end of episode five yeah so that was a beautiful episode <laughs> yeah it's well and you're, again, you're only one episode after that but there's the show is still the same but there is such a tone shift in you know it's it, it's it's a classic story of like history repeats itself you know yeah like lessons lessons not learned it, it definitely feels like yeah. they're setting me up for some heartbreak and sure. they've done a really good job building some relationships, and I'm yeah. really digging it. Well, um, it's 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 cool to see in such a short amount of time two distinct to see such like a, a change in a character. You know, that's like the thing. The, in time, playing around with time, and like sometimes short bursts of time are more effective than like a bigger time jump. You know, and I think Cyberpunk excels in that. At least this is of it does. That's a really good observation. I think you're completely right. Like it's. It's amazing to see a short story told in 10 episodes. And these aren't, like, this isn't, like, arcane. Like, they're 45-minute episodes. These are cool yeah. anime 23s, and there's a beginning, yeah. a middle, and an end. I think I know where it's going, but I, you never know. Like, the show takes a lot of left turns and stuff. Um, I just saw, like, my first episode of, like, Cyber Psychosis with one of the main characters. Oh, yeah. That was tough to watch. And, yeah. and like, you know, you get to know these characters pretty quick. Like, they just, they're very... Um, they're very effective at building relationships. And some of them are, are, you know, like they're here for like a short time, but a good time yeah. kind of thing. And there's kind of like blink and you miss it. That character is gone. And it's like they really left, you know, they left their mark on the show and the characters going forward. Yeah. And it's like I said, in 10 episodes, it's very, like this is a one-off thing. Like there is. I was going to ask you. There's no plan to do any more. But actually just today, CD Projekt Red, um, you know, the, the studio for Cyberpunk and The Witcher and mm -hmm. all that. They apparently were just flat out like, yeah, we are reassessing um, <laughs> given. the rest of our given like the, what Edge Runner has done, uh, you know, in this space. Like we're kind of like reassessing all our you know IP and, and future yeah. stories to be told, and it's like they could make twenty of these, well, or maybe not. I think I, th I think it could be easily oversaturated, but they could do one more great Edge Runner story. Like yeah. Night City is so massive. There's so many stories to tell. There's a lot to do. And I think for a studio, like being like, hey, we make video games. Should we make an animated series now? Is like such a huge, absurd gamble. Mm -hmm. And it's insane that they got it right and that it worked. It's like, of course that you want to double down, but like in these, you want to be, like you said, hesitant not to oversaturate your IP and the market and the fact that like they did a, vi a video game to anime adaptation and people actually liked it um well, that alone is fantastic the, like the other like the and on the other side of it like in the studio like the 
the animation studio stuff. Like, this is studio trigger. This is, like, not some yeah. amateur fucking studio. This is legacy status. Like, these guys do not fuck around. And there's some been amazing articles of the director. Like, we've been so freed with this project because, you know, we're not restricted to, you know, Japanese, uh, essentially, like, broadcast. You know, like, essentially, the hoops have to jump through. Like, we can just be stu- the studio trigger we want to be and, like, do whatever the fuck we want. It is, like, the there's some very, very good articles just, like, with the production team on the Japanese side at the studio. Just, like, yeah, like, we get to be tr- the trigger to the full, you know, like, to the max. It's do wild. they, um, do the does studio trigger do Mob Psycho? No, Studio Bones. That's Bones, so, Bones. Same Bones. studio as uh, My Hero. Yes, my bad. Which is crazy. <laughs> it is. That is crazy. Different teams, right? And that's the thing, too. Like, I've, I've been doing a lot of research lately because, you know, like, you see this thing with studios, right? Like, it's not obviously, like, the same staff with everyone. I think a lot of the time is it comes down to the directors and the producers they hire for each project, right? Like, it's still as the studio. It's probably a lot of general staff. But I think key members are also very important on projects. So it's... It's, um, you know, because you get, you know, Mob Psycho and My Hero are the perfect examples of, you know, sometimes it looks, you know, like the way Mob Psycho does. And then you mm-hmm. see kind of the way that My, My Hero has its moments, too. But it does. Sure. But uh, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, but Cyberpunk, man. So good. I'm so glad. I'm, I'm, I'm very looking. Hopefully by next week, if you're close to being done or, or you are done, there's, uh, there's a lot of good shit there. In, Seems in likely. I'm, I'm flying through it a little bit. When I was sick, that's when I got through, like, the first five episodes. And now I'm, mm. like leveling out a little bit but there's only four left so yeah i don't think it'll take me long um all right let's talk about to your eternity episode six of season two there's your uh, mm. spoiler warning so if you haven't listened to any of the episodes in the last couple of weeks we've been a little bit torn on uh season two um i think like the thing we keep echoing is that it feels like a different show mm. what did you think of episode six so when we had when I agree with what you had said last week because I was behind. I had only seen episode four. You had seen episode five at that point. And I think you had kind of made the point of like, eh, there's probably a little bit of closure in episode five, like about like kind of uh, character intention mm-hmm. and kind of I think overall direction of where this arc is going. And I completely agree. Kind of I wouldn't say it like it warmed my heart or relaxed me by any means i think they kind of doubled down especially with episode six they kind of doubled down into this narrative and like i i liked it i think it's the best episode so far because you know we get a lot of huge reveals you know uh lore wise and you know the whole the resurrection stuff is this episode correct yes and it being hidden from fushi yes um i don't there's there's a moment in this, and I think it's like my last draw. Like I'm I'm actually kind of annoyed by it now. Like like I, I'm a little antagonistic with this show now going forward. Yeah, it's there's getting a little scene, ugly. It's getting a little ugly because, and I you had brought it up before. Like how how does Fushi in this time the people he has known, and you know like how does he not understand love? Like, at least like a like a more concrete understanding of it or like maybe like a yeah. like a service level of it because like he was around guku and um i'm, I'm like you know uh reen and then also like the two like the, the old man the old man and the the woman like they, i think they had you know like they were clearly mm-hmm. like in love like he, he was raised a, kind of by was, them and, 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 and <sighs> yeah like this is what i'm saying is it's baffling like you, I, I, you know it's I you can know. have an alien or you can have like a 
unknown entity of unknown origin that is like experiencing the human experience for the first time alongside other humans and that's Mm -hmm. fine like that there's nothing wrong with that idea in fact like that's what works so beautifully about uh season one but like you do break that experience when you fuck with time jumps and like Mm -hmm. they they've kind of yeah i don't don't know i don't want to keep repeating the same shit but i think that they broke that mechanic broke like the entire character motivation and like his drive like does he just learn at a slower rate like we were kind of meant to believe that he is almost a superior being because of what he's capable of but intellectually he's just learning so slowly Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense and you know part of me if i want to like throw them a bone here at first i was like oh it's interesting that like i appreciate that they're getting into like a romantic narrative and like they're talking mm-hmm. about oh it doesn't necessarily you don't have to love a whip a woman like you know you can love you can whoever you want and it's like fine like take the points for that like i'm happy you're saying that but like narratively this doesn't work you know what i mean like it doesn't so, make sense so that's the thing i think and i i do want to talk about like the gender politics of the show because that's always whether they didn't explicitly talk about it in the previous season but like just by the concept of him alone being able to be you know both you know men and women yeah you know, it was. I feel like it was always going to be a point to be brought up. Sure. Um, so I, I, I want to loop back to that. But the, the thing, like the straw, that, you know, completely like the final straw for me was, you know, he sees the doll in the window and he's like, oh, like I'm in love. Like I found a lover. And it's like, are you for real, dude? Like you're over a hundred years old and you haven't seen a like, fucking doll before. Well, there's like that, and you know, and like he has the experience. Like I, I'm almost, I'm almost wondering because there's an interesting moment in this episode. Where is it? Uh, f- the fucking guardian guy. I keep like there's like there was like seven of them. Hayase's Hayake. Hayase. Yeah. You know he tries. You know, tries to hug. You know Perona and all that. And like this, essentially like the soul or the deep fibers of Perona rejected mm-hmm. him based on that. And so what made me think back to that was, or, or the doll thing is like, is this maybe something with March? Because you know March was obsessed. With, she'd make those dolls and she wanted to play. Oh, that's you know, interesting. Play house. So like. If that's what they're trying to do, they are going at this at such a like fumbling. It feels the whole show feels like it's fumbling. It's yeah. it's getting the messages out there. They, but, they switched yeah. studios too, right, Grant? It is different studios. Yeah, yeah. I think it was White Fox before. Or it's very hit, the animation is very hit and miss, and this on top of like the very different approach they've taken this season, yeah, is jarring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like it's. Everything just feels like a half measure. Like you know, I was I was looking forward to the part of the show like where like the gender politics were gonna you know kind of be at the front and center, and it feels like they're doing it right now with you know the high like oh you know it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman I love you, and you know there's the whole yeah. thing with Todd actually being a girl, which I didn't see coming, and I don't really understand like the the weight peculiar of that, of that, of that reveal like you know like that's. That feels like be a common trope, and, and not just you know in, in Japanese storytelling and in manga and anime. Like you know, you see that all the time. That's and, true. We've seen that. You know, it's I don't. It's just it just feels like they have the right show, the right story to kind of crush this, you know. And it's all kind of there, and it's 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 easy to tell a story like that based on the mechanics. And it's just it's just it makes no fucking sense. And then the fucking bond. You know, like, I appreciate the idea for the character, and I appreciate like taking a swing, but it's it just, not really working yeah. for me. 
I don't get it. And, like, I'm not going to stop watching because... No, me neither. You and I were so... Like, the whole island... Prison Island arc, you know, you and I are kind of like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, I think we would both maintain that the pilot of To Your Eternity is one of the best pilots and best yes. introductions to anime you could give someone. And the following... Like, the following... You know, the following arcs. Because in that first season, they kind of tackle a lot when you think mm-hmm. about it. Like, they yeah. do... You know, the March stuff, the, yeah, I guess the Perona stuff is kind of wrapped up. The Goo Goo stuff get, is beautiful. Oh, that's, you know, all time. Like, yeah. You know, like, I mean, anyways, I just, it was nice to see, like, Bond actually have his intentions. Like, him, you know, whether he's being a spoiled baby, him kind of, like, freaking out and yelling and all that. And be like, no, like, he's mine. And to have him, like, flat out, like, openly be like, no, I'm using him. I was like, okay, that's good to know. I feel better knowing, like, because it just, again, it was like a half measure thing. I was like, what is going on here? You know, it yeah. was hard to read him of like the level of you know him using Fushi and whatnot. I, Dave, I I watched it. I've watched the episode twice. I went back today and I watched episode five again. I just I don't think I'm missing something. I just think it's not a great execution. I think no. I yeah. I appreciate that, like, because you know we we tend to agree a lot on this show, yeah. but we do look at a lot of stuff differently, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that you're probably more thorough than I am. Like, you'll go back and be like, am I not connecting the dots? Is it something I'm not getting? You know, you'll look around on discussions and subreddits, and I do a lot of that stuff too, but, like, I kind of had my mind made up a little early on this and being like, no, like, they're fumbling the bag. This is off. But I think... And I wanted to be wrong. <laughs> you and I, I sound like are, like, you know, in, you know, we have a show, like, we're literally talking about. It. I think you and I are the vocal minority on this. Like, everyone yeah. seems to be pretty okay with it. It's like, how... We, Maybe yeah. it's just we were too big of fans of the first season, or like Maybe. the story. You know, we, we we fell in love with it so much. You know, it's it's so funny. Like we've been, you know, like inside baseball. Like you know, recently you came into possession of some uh, to your eternity manga. Yeah, for my birthday, know, uh, for your birthday from Leanna and I, and we were watching. I think it was episode four, and Leanna was like, "Fuck! Like, should we not have bought that for Dave?" And I'm like, <laughs> oh, "No, I'm like that's the part of the story we love." Like, who yeah, knows? like you know, what, oh, how and the art at this point, the art in the oh, manga is just gorgeous like that was a great gift um <laughs> but yeah Leo was like oh my god like should we not like no, no it's fine but it's it, fine. Like, it, yeah, it does make me it yeah. does make me wonder do did people love season one for the reasons we loved it you know what i mean like there really was yeah. something magical about that and like if at the end of the day do people just want to see him shapeshift and like eat, fight the knockers you know what i mean like i I don't know. Um, but but it, that's the thing. I'm not just in for that. I'm in for what they're trying to do now. It's just not messy. working. It's just not working, you know? And it's not even, it doesn't even have the same problems that, like, the Island Arc didn't have. You yeah. know, that was, uh, you know, I don't know. Can it's, I also say one of the, like, and, and, and again, like, it's tough to say because we don't know the ending. And, and parts of me wants to fast forward to the ending and just find out, like, does this all end up working? You know what I mean? Because, mm. like, you know, sometimes you have to go through, like, a bit of a lull. Like, remember Mr. Robot Season 2? It's like mm-hmm. they need to get the chess pieces on the board sometimes. Sure. Um, and it's like, does this all end up working? Like, there's just pieces of this show that I would just axe and just get rid of. Like, the multi-generational Hayase stuff is absurd. Mm-hmm. The knocker in the arm being passed down is absurd. See, I'm not I, I'm not as against that as I hate you are. It. Like, it's not great by any means, but I think if there's one saving grace in this episode that, and I hope it's not just me hoping it is what it is, like, you know, I'm not trying to, like, write it in my mind, but there's a moment between Bond and Fushi, and, you know, it's, it's, Bond is kind of, like, 
like what like what would you do like you know like if you found out you know all your friends came back like would you leave with them right and Fushi's just like yeah dude like heartbeat. obviously and, mm. and there's this like this moment of like oh really and maybe it's like even though Fushi is like kind of a little out of touch and is out of his depth and you know like you know maybe whatever it is i think maybe deep down he knows bond's not being genuine so yeah. maybe he is kind of seeing that and that was like a you know kind of like a little touch on that and obviously like he gets betrayed and whatnot but of course she's like no it's okay bond like oh fuck also the torture scene was one of the most brutal things i've seen this year which torture scene the, when the he's ending? like the ending when he's trying to get out of yeah the, uh, his body's burning yeah and the beholders talking to him yeah oh, interesting let's count Let's count, uh, you know, how long till you can regenerate. Yeah, like, you know, it's... But... My relationship with the Beholder changed there. I was like, oh, right. Like, he really is an experiment to you, huh? Like, you really yeah. are just here to observe. Well, um, I think there's there's a really... There's this, too. This is one of the bigger moments for, with the Beholder. But there was the moment where he just revealed, like, yeah, like, if you fuck with the experiment, I'm going to send you back to square one. Like, we'll start over. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you... Yeah, so I I don't know, Dave. I I I love the first season so much. I've got season passes, you know. Like I'm in, I am in because I think this. I think the potential for storytelling with Fushi and this world and this character is it's perfect for anime. And I think I think there is room to improve, hundred percent. No, I'm not um, checked out either. I'm I'm watching this thing. You know, so like I I'm really gonna give like the the full run, but uh, this is uh, it's messy, man. Like yeah, a lot of white water. Is, um, yeah. all right, so let's move on to something a little bit lighter, shall we? Yeah, let's try lighter an episode. <laughs> yeah, ironically, not super uh, not super light. A little out of character. Spy Family episode twenty one. Interesting. I was wondering when we were going to get an episode like this, the reverse yuri episode yeah um yeah. did it work for you it did because like actually. there's not a ton to dissect here the spy family coverage we tend to be pretty quick on because yeah yeah i think i think this is surprisingly one of the meatiest episodes yet yeah um even though like it is it is kind of a gag episode but it mm-hmm. shows it kind of it balanced the characters a little bit you know because it feels you know like not that, like I was like weirded out and like I, I you know I, I I've been enjoying this run of episodes more than I think you know at this point in part mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. but I feel like yours kind of been like not the joke but into the joke all the time. Mm-hmm. But she is like also like very down on herself and whatnot. So for the power dynamics to kind of like equal of like show you know like it's not just you know like you know like the brother trying to protect her and like Lloyd and all that and just I think. I think this episode set a really good tone of, like, we are going to have, like, an action-packed ending. I think, you know, this... They've been kind of slowly easing out of the slice of life and comedy and trying to Mm -hmm. slowly rev back up into the action and whatnot. So, I think we're going to get the spy stuff again soon. Like, we've been getting a lot of family. So, but, again, Anya being, like, this woman's nuts. Like, some of the... You know, you and I are, like, suckers for the Anya stuff. I think everyone is. Yeah, best part of the show. But... They've really been playing of like you know people daydreaming and Anya being able to see all that, and just like the the what they did with the animation with Anya more than it's not it wasn't just the face you know it was like fade out to like white and black yeah it's like you know like the, the the screen is burning out and I think they did they did a lot of fun stuff I think we said this last week too like the best parts of the show is like the creative ways that they work her telepathy into yep. scenes because. Mm-hmm. 
you kind of, I don't know, like, you think about characters that can read minds, and it's, like, it's usually typical bullshit, right? Of, like, I want something that you know, so I just have to make you think of it. And it's, like, the character of the telepathy always has the upper hand. Sure. In a lot of shows. And in this, it, it's a kid who, like, bear, you know what I mean? Has no real life experience, doesn't really know what's going on, but knows that she should hide this. And, like, I don't know, that's fun to watch her navigate. Like, I really enjoyed the scene with... um Lloyd and Nightfall, or is that her name? Nightfall, yeah. Fiona Frost, yeah, Nightfall. talking in code, <laughs> but Anya's picking everything up, but she's losing track, and I don't know. I, I thought that all that was pretty funny. I, f- I found it funny when the point where Anya's trying to keep track, they cut out the second layer of subtitles. Yeah. And it just strictly cut to, like, her reading their minds, not, like, what they were actually, what, what they were saying, like, you know, out loud kind of thing. Like, just very, very smart. Like, it's little, intelligent. little stuff. Little stuff they, you know, they don't really need to do. They can just keep going the gag the, the way they were running it. But, you know, like, you know, it's, it's you know, obviously with subtitles, it's a, it's a, it's more of a visual medium for us. But, you know, like, overseas... That's mainly like you know audio, right? Like that's like an audio gag, but for them to like rebring it back into a, a visual joke on top, I don't know. It's the show. It surprises me every week. You know, yeah. like it's it's so consistent. It's so, but then they do these little, these little things there. But I'll, I'll tell also, you, the ahead. ending. The <laughs> ending was. I was about to say that's my oh favorite my part of the episode. <laughs> Best part of the episode. This mini little segment they did on Bond the dog versus the penguin fluffy <laughs> thing. That yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. It was like kind of a post credit, but it was like six or seven minutes. So it was like this mini <laughs> gag they worked in. I love that. Oh my god! Just yeah, it, it was funny because it was just like the same. It's it, it was essentially repeating the beginning of the episode, just introducing with different characters and all yeah. that. Just yeah, very very good stuff. Spy Family. I'm actually getting starting to be bummed that it's going to be over soon. I know the the what do you think? Twenty four episodes or two, three? I, I looked it up. It's twenty five. So okay, we four, got four, four more. Left, yeah. We got another yeah. week or another month rather. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's take a little break here, Grant, and get into a little bit of news this week. Is it? Let's do it. Speaking of which, though, let me talk. Start with this. Is it just me or is it a bit of a slow news week? Yeah, big time. There's just not a ton going on, so let's lead with this. Um, Strange World, the Disney animated movie, uh, is expected to lose $100 million in its theatrical run. I had to Google this. I didn't even know Disney had an animated movie in theaters. I heard about this last week. Yeah. Know anything about it? No. no, Now I see this headline, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, completely, yeah. What are we talking about off mic? What's dominating box office right now? Is it Black Panther still? Uh, yeah, currently Black Panther, yeah. Yeah. That's a hard one. I, I, same studio putting those out at the same time. It's like they wanted it to fail. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. Well, while we're on box office stuff, we should, uh, I'll mention uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero has become mm-hmm. the sixth highest grossing global anime film, uh, finishing with a $195 million run. That's um, a good one. Yeah, I mean, I think the only ones really above it right now are the Demon Slayer Mugen Train movie. Mm. Spirited um, Away, probably. Yeah, I think there's three uh, Miyazaki movies. Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, and Ponyo. And Your Name is up there. They're all above. Uh, and, uh, fun fact, I haven't seen two of those. I've only seen one Ghibli movie. you got to watch Ponyo. It's so fucking good. We should... Uh, probably my favorite. Maybe we should do, like, a special, like, Ghibli episode or something yeah if you're listening to this and you're interested like if you're like me or like grant where he's just like a super fan and i'm just like i just have this hole in my library of shit i have i have uh, seen 
if you'd be interested in us reviewing like Ponyo or uh, Howl's Moving Castle or any Ghibli movie, maybe we could even like do it a, as a poll or something on which one we watch. I think post Psycho season, we're going to need a bit of a calm yeah. palate cleanser. I think a yeah. Ghibli movie night would be That'd be tight. Yeah, yeah. I think we need it. Um, Blade. Blade. <laughs> nice. Um, Grant, this movie's going to blow. I'm calling it. I, I, this is probably the saddest news I read in a while because if there's one Marvel property I want to absolutely crush, it's Blade, and I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. It's uh, they got a new director and screenwriter. Do you know who the guy is? The person? No, no, I don't actually. I don't know anything about him either. Um, but it's just not a good sign, you know. Um, and it's Mahershala Ali. The crazy thing to me is like they're like th- it was it like three or four days before everything was about to shoot. Yeah. It, it was like, that close to the wire. Yeah, so like I don't know. Not a good sign. As a whole, there's something wrong going on there. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, I I love Blade. We're always gonna have, you know, you know Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Snipes. Like, we're always gonna have those movies to go back to. But uh, yeah, it's Yan Demangi Demangi. Apologies. Um, he's the new writer. I'm I'm sorry. He's the new director. He is not known for a lot. Um, directed. Something called 71 in 2014, Top Boy in 2011 and 20. Oh, shit. Top Boy is fucking good. Is Top Boy legit? Yo, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'm getting a little more excited. All right. All right. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Top Um, Boy's fantastic. I don't know, like, how many episodes he directed, but he was involved as a director. Lovecraft Country. Oh, that was a big hit, too. That was Jonathan Majors. Dead Set. That was uh, HBO. Um, see, I, you got a great, uh, you have a great callback. Hmm. Um, but yeah, okay. that's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, that changes things a little bit. Actually, I got a little, a little more confidence. There you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some Blade reading there after this, and we'll report back yeah. next week. Because goddamn, I want, I fuck, I want this movie. It, it's perfect casting. It's Mahershala it's, is legit. Oh my god, it's it would be such a such a travesty if everything around it kind of fell apart. Because goddamn, yeah. I, I don't like vampires. But I like Blade. <laughs> so. um, you know what's absurd is this uh, on Netflix. I just resubscribed to Netflix, by the way. I, I had killed my subscription because okay. I was like, man, everything like I like, like they put out like one good thing a month, if sure. that. And then I watch it and I'm like, I don't like it. And then mm. what I realize is like, I, I just need to have something to scroll before I go back to YouTube and watch a cooking video. <laughs> So I'm paying $16 a month so I can look at Netflix's top 10 and be like, yeah, I hate this. Um, but about their top 10, this Adam Stanley spinoff Wednesday yeah. has already broken the uh, record for the most viewed hours in one week that was previously held by Stranger Things season four with 341 million hours viewed in a week. Dave, don't underestimate the power of Jenna Ortega. Yeah. <laughs> She's, uh... I actually saw the pilot. Oh yeah, did you like it? Um, I heard it's quite good. So like, people were very hesitant about uh, this project. Not, you know, uh, like this was one of those things where Sam was like, "So can I watch this alone, or like, do you want to be in the room?" And I was like, <laughs> "You can watch it alone." <laughs> but um, for what it's worth, I was like, "Yes, you know what? This is actually quite well put together. Uh, it's Burton, you know." Um, Burton's involved. Tim Burton's involved. Yeah. Oh. Um, and. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I wasn't, like, a big Adams Family kid growing up. So, like... Oh, no? I'm aware of it, but, like, not enough that, like, I'm loving every moment and the nostalgia. You know what I mean? So, like, a lot of it is over my head. But, hey, it's, like, a moody kid. 
in a new environment, surrounded by people she doesn't like. It's darker than you would anticipate, even though it's like wonder, kind of a kid's show. I wonder show. how I she's know. playing it. Like, is she going like straight up Wednesday, like yeah. monotone and macabre, yes. or is it kind yes. of like a lighter version of that? Oh, really? No, it's. Uh, I would say it's not. I, I the, that was the one thing that impressed me is like it's pretty straight up. She's like. I have killed people. <laughs> wow, fuck. We're watching that tonight. Yeah. We're going to fire that out. I, both of us really like Adam Stanley. Oh, there you go. So. You know what? Come back next week and let me know yeah. what you thought of the pilot. Yeah, we'll do. Um, yo, are you going to watch this? Actually, speaking of Netflix, are you going to watch this 90s show reboot? Uh, this is the sort of, sort of sequel to that 70s show. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think it will. I'm going to watch the pilot. It's uh, They announced its premiere date January 19th. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a good winter show. Is it like week to week or are they throwing it all up there? I don't know. I wonder. TBD. I, I have a tough feeling about this one. But they got they got um a lot of the Yeah, like Red cast, and Kitty right? are coming back. Yeah, a lot of the I know like the not everyone's coming back there, obviously, but uh Um Donna it's... Eric and Donna coming back. Oh, Eric's coming back. Topher. I think so. I think Topher. so. Damn, okay. I think they got Topher. I don't know. That was like Devin and I's, that was our show growing up. Like every day after school, we like rip back into the house, you know, watch the two episodes of reruns, reruns, and then like put the DVDs in anyways and like watch episodes. Like we loved Are you telling me Devin didn't play Hyde? That wasn't him on screen? (laughs) I'm just fucking. Kelso, you mean? Yes. (laughs) Everyone called him Kelso Grove. Oh, oh, they they probably won't get Kelso or Mila, they're not going to get Mila Kunis and Ashton, eh? Oh, I I bet you they will. That would be awesome. Yeah, they're fun. They're they're in on it. Like they're cool. They definitely because they brought half the cast in on the not the farm show. What was the show he did? The, the ranch. ranch. That was like half the people involved from Seventy Show and the cast all and most of the cast kind of pop back in every now. And oh then. really? So, oh yeah, yeah. I I would I would be shocked if uh, they didn't make an appearance at some. That's point. cool. Yeah. I like that. Um. Okay, we'll round this out. Last thing, Mushko Tensei, the light novel has officially ended. I don't know if it's a good ending or a bad ending, but it's over. It is an ending. I, I really need to sit down and figure out the difference between a light novel and manga. Actually, Vivian, I know you're listening. Someone Reach hit us, us up. Let us know. You're the social media guru. There. Someone, what, what is a light novel? Why is it different? Why do they call it that? And also, if someone knows the answer to this, if it's only just ending, like how, how much, at the rate that season one went, how many more seasons do they have ahead of them? Because that's interesting. I believe I heard this was like, it was like a full order when when yeah. Mushoko was announced or like the the adaption was announced. So yeah, but yeah, right on, fucking. I'm I'm ready for more of that. That's soon too. That's January, is it not? Oh my god, is it really? I think so, dude. We're gonna exit Psycho season and go into like the winter Round blues. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> winter blues season. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's a blue balls joke somewhere in there. I'm not going to make it. warm up your amp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be good, eh? Like a nice yeah. wintry, sultry, <laughs> provocative, jazzy solo, perhaps? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Back to the show here, Grant. Let's talk Mob Psycho Episode 8. Goddamn, I love this show. Grant, was this done by a different studio? I'm wondering if this was the episode that I was... Because remember I had mentioned they were talking... There was one episode this season where they had never done as many frames, like, per... like you know per episode like like ever yeah they completely blew their i guess their uh uh high score if you want to call it like out of yeah, the water yeah. and i'm wondering if it was episode eight because the way they were like moving through the forest and like kind of you know even ah. the even the character styling looked different like yeah. and, and not necessarily in a bad way but it looked no, like it, it was, was different. gorgeous but like different right yeah for sure God. yeah dave 
this fucking show, I cannot, again, like, you know, like, I, I've read most of the manga, but this is stuff is completely, like, all of season three is, is new to me. Um, oh, it is? Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. So, I kind of, st- I stopped at the manga at, you know, at season two point, because I, I, I was the anime first, so I wanted, I wanted to watch this one uh, before I fully read it, but the power of, like, let's just, let's just go back and round out the story of, like, you know, th- the club, you know, of these guys, and, like, they really hit home some really cool messages of, like, you know, let's make memories, and there's just the one line, the guy's like, but we made memories, like, we were, we had fun, you know, like, we played cards, we did this and that, mm-hmm. and just, like, the innocence of youth, and, like, you know, just trying to have fun in their own way, and and the alien stuff was weird, but, like, it worked, it was so on brand for such Bob a, Psycho. Yeah, it was such a peculiar episode, but also, to your point, it was so Mob Psycho, um, <laughs> I don't know, this, I like, this feels like we're in between arcs, or, um... I don't there know was, where yeah. we're going to go from here. It feels like it the felt like OVAs the, for season yeah. two. Yeah. It felt like the ending of something. I, I don't know. Like, um, I, I have to say, after watching season two, I think I'm on record at saying, like, do we really need anything else? From, like, do mm. they have to go back to the well? Like, obviously, if there's more source material, then the answer is yes. But, like, I thought season two ended so well. And I got to say, man... Season three might be my favorite so far. Like yeah, yeah, oh, hundred percent. The way it's, Mob is growing into a young man, um, like it's, it's it's beautiful. Like I don't want to sound like sappy, but it's it's really really good stuff that they're doing here, man. It felt it felt like baby steps before. Like again, I I love season one and two so much, but like there was it was very incremental, and you know maybe like you know. Mobs just, I think they're all at that age where, like, the bigger picture becomes a little more clear to them. And it fits well with him overcoming his power or, you know, his emotions and all this and that. Like, it's just, it's such a little one-off little, you know, kind of bit, like, these two episodes. Like, even the previous one, too, they kind of reintroduced, like, kind of the inciting point of him getting into that club of that character that left, you know? Yeah. Like, in the manga and in the show, you see him, literally see the back of his head mm-hmm. as he, like, leaves. And, like, no, and, you know, they got to try and get that fifth member and... I don't know, it's just, it's a very, it's a very fun way of, like, kind of wrapping up stories. It's not forced. It just, it feels like a natural progression of, like, it's the winter break, they're getting together, it's, I don't know, man. Also, and then, you know, the dude being stuck in outer space and, like, having to, like, again, change the animation style again, doing stuff they've never really done before. And This was an experimentation. You could feel them <sighs> having fun with it. Well, and, and, they still can, because it's, it's over. Like, and it was the, very dreamy. The show is ending, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it's, it's ending. I know. Um, but yeah, this will, like this show, this season will be one I watch back. 100%. Um, I, I would it. like to do a full, re- like like back-to-back, one a night, just do it over like a month or two. Yeah. Just re-watch, yeah, like front-to-back. Yeah, there, there are a couple shows that earn that, right? Like once a year, every two, three years, you go back to the well and you go like, I remember the first time I saw this and it impacted me. And now you want to like, not imitate that but you want to relive it you want to like it feels good you know what i mean there's a reason why people watch the same christmas movies every year and not the new ones and uh yeah like mob psycho will probably get added to my pile of like classic animes that i'll probably rewatch. you know every few years and the fun the fun thing with anime with that too and, and anything really you know when the story is so impactful there's only really so much you can grab onto because there is like such big moments and 
emotional moments and visual moments. Like, there's, like, really only so much your brain can kind of handle. Yeah. And that's, I, I for me, like, going back and rewatching various shows, like, it's, you know, Attack on Titan and Mob Psycho and, you know, it's just a kind of, like, there's so much in a single frame that mm-hmm. you can kind of, on that second and third time, you can just be like, oh, yeah, like, I, I know that beat. Oh, I, I didn't realize Dimple was making that face in this moment, you know, back there. Like, you know, because Leanne and I rewatched the first season, you know, kind of in prep for this. We, we didn't fully catch up uh, the full rewatch for, for season three. Mm-hmm. But there's moments of, like, you know, like, the, the bro- you know, both, you know, Mob and his brother are talking. And you just see, like, the faces Dimple's making in the background. I'm like, oh, like, fuck, he has been up to some evil shit from the get-go, you know? Like, <laughs> that little shit. You know? It's Such a great... Say freaking great character i'm a little bummed there hasn't been enough hanazawa like we kind of got him like at the god nimble stuff he was there for that right i I hope that's not just like his wrapped up because i think he is the original he's the original benchmark for mob transforming you know like emotionally he kind of reveals himself a little more Good I point. think it'd be kind of a bummer. Not, I'm sure it'll be like a last episode. Everyone's all together and happy. And how many you know, episodes drink, drink is it supposed to be? Do you know? Twelve. I believe it's supposed to be twelve. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got so time it's... for one more fun arc. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's talk. My Hero Academia season six episode eight. There's your spoiler warning. Dave, we asked them to not take the foot off the gas, and they did not. So. They did not. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is about as good as this show gets. Hmm. Uh, yes. You know, like, the, maybe there are, like, all-time episodes that might pull ahead of this one, but, like, this sure. episode, I think it's probably in the conversation for, like, most type top Top ten. five. Yeah, I would say it's go. in the top five for sure. They went the Walking Dead approach with Aizawa. Just... Yeah. <laughs> you got bit? Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of the leg. Yeah. Too bad. <laughs> um, so... There's not a ton to talk about here because it's actually a lot of the of what I have to say. I feel like I said last week. There's a lot yeah. of Goku Vegeta vibes um, yeah. with Bakugo and Deku, and I love what they're doing with Bakugo. Um, it feels earned. It, finally, it, it, because it's you know we were watching it and it's like oh yeah what six seasons I'm like yeah 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 it's it's not as cute when you say it out loud like that but uh, it, like that's so true dude yeah like, this this anime like i don't want to be i don't want to rain on the parade of how great this episode is but this could be a this could be a season three or four moment like easily there's just so much filler the problem the problem is yeah filler filler is one way but there really wasn't a moment for them to kind of come to terms with one another because at the end of the day i guess shigaraki kind of was what's linked them in a, in a weird way, you know, just because Bakugo found out about, you know, One for All and, and whatnot, he kind of got wrapped up in the yeah. main villain plotline, and yeah. Shigaraki has not been around. Like, he has been, but not, but he's not been front and center. So it kind of makes sense that it's only just happening now. But, you know, like, what, fucking All Might, man. I, God, I miss All Might. I really you do, know? too. He was like, such a force of good. Like, he, his <sighs> absence is felt. Yes. In this and, then, and that's effective. You, and you have him for like two minutes on screen and he's just, you know, it, it was nice to see. Because that's the gripe too. Everyone was worried that like, you know, All Might was giving you know, Midori a little too much attention. But like no one understands like the connotation of the situation, you know, like the, you know, the passing of the power and whatnot. And it was just nice to see All Might be a teacher to someone else, of someone who needed it. And you could like you could see Bakugo opening up, which he, you know we've seen some moments, but like he was landed out there, and I was like, wow. yeah, this was like the most it, character it development ge- he's had. It felt so genuine. 
Yeah. And, you know, like, him putting... I think the important thing is watching Bakugo put the... Or, you know, connect the dots about who Midori is and his relationship with him. That was truly genuine, so it made it all work. Like, it, it, it wasn't... It was not grasping at straws, which easily, easily could have been done. And I think would have completely killed the emotion behind it. But it was just... Again, it comes down... I'm sure this comes down to, like, the source material. Um, and it was fucking dynamite, man. Also, he caught one over it, so... Yeah, and you know... Which I didn't, I didn't expect. Truly, did not expect. Neither did I. And one more thing, just while you're on Bakugo, is... I, I, we gotta give it up to the voice actor. Like... Yes. You appreciate what he's doing all the rest of the time, because his character is literally, like, the embodiment of angst. Um, and that's obviously gets a little tired, but the benefit to that is when he has a genuine heartfelt moment and he, the, the voice actor can do something else, like it really lands Mm -hmm. and his whole monologue really landed for me. The cut the flashback scene with him and, uh, all might really landed. I, I thought they did a really, really good job. Um, I am curious if, if you thought, the animation was at all lackluster. The only reason I ask is I saw that there was a, you know, vocal minority, as it always tends to be, from people saying, like, this is probably one of the most important chapters in the manga because of events either currently happening or yet to happen. Sure. And that this fight scene was particularly more graphic and brutal, apparently, yeah. in the manga. Um, okay. And they felt a little bit let down by that. Like, did you find the fight scene adequate? Did you have any issues with it? Um... No, I, I honestly I didn't think about it because I, I I'm more invested in what's being said yeah. or what's being done because like at the end of the day like you know you know two you know one for all and all for one are literally smacking each other to death like how can you really it felt like a boss fight it felt like a boss and like you know they're 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 essentially swinging on swinging on each other at equal power without really knowing or whatever but like like what are you gonna do you're showing me like you know like being shown to a pulp more than they already are yeah. like i think you know without like a like a i guess a kill shot to kind of like there was but that was the thing there's other moments that i felt more visceral that needed to be more visceral like there, there's a point like eyes was losing an eye i think like essentially the way like a shigaraki grabs his face at oh point, yeah that was and tough. like tears into his face maybe you know that was pretty graphic i could i could picture where that was a little more you know visceral or, yeah. or m- more fan expectation or at least manga reader expectation but I don't, I don't know, like, it's, I, I can see that, but at no point did I feel robbed of any moments. Yeah, I wasn't really... In the episode, like, it's, you know, okay, here, here's a comparison, <laughs> and we're always going back to this, this well, but, like, when, in Attack on Titan, when Eren and the Warhammer Titan throw down, mm-hmm. it was, was pretty epic, but, like, it was very jarring, to say the least, you know, and it, it there was moments where it kind of took you out of the severity of the situation. Fair. I don't think this episode, like, I would have to, like, look at the panels, like, and be like, oh, yeah, wow. Like, there was some pretty wild shit going on here. No, I but, think you um, make a pretty good point. It's, there, there's, yeah. uh, the, there's, there's a difference between the anim- the animation struggled versus, oh, it could, t- could have potentially been better, right? There's, sure. like, a long yes. yard yes. And, in between those two, those two things. Um, I did think... You know, and I think I'm, this is probably obvious, and I I don't think I'm spoiling anything because I I don't know anything about about the manga. But I was thinking about Deku doing permanent damage to his arms, and then I was like, oh, I bet that's why they're keeping Aerie around as a plot point in the background. 
Oh, to revert. Yeah, she, yeah she'll just return. fix him yeah. at one point when he's uh, when his arms they, are permafucked. And you know what? Like it's. I think they this episode alone they reminded us of that because yeah. Isa was, you know, his moment of like I need to push through. I need to go plus ultra here. Is yeah. and he he thinks of Aerie. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yes. <laughs> and he was like, who? And I'm like, yeah. We'll, we'll, You'll see. We'll, we'll come back. They'll pull her out when <laughs> we'll, it's convenient. Yeah, we'll do a lap on that. She won't have but, aged. Uh, um, yeah. Wh- what about the ending? Um, you know, the, obviously the Bakugo sacrifice thing taking a hit, that's great, but do you think All for One snatches Tomura's body here? Because, like, they had him. Yeah. Yeah. I... Th- you gotta appreciate I, that team up, by the way, right? Like, the three boys and the number one hero. I knew Todoroki was kicking around. I knew it, too. And then even Shigaraki's like, oh, that was the dude following them. And, but, like, they show, like, the radar that, like, the police were seeing. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck. They show it. That, that I, I love... No one cuts a corner better than my hero. Oh, you yeah. gotta res- You gotta respect it. But, uh, yeah, no, the three boys and freaking that blast burn move that fucking uh, Endeavor uses there is just... Sakuga, it's like, yeah, give me more of that fire, fuck. <laughs> That's but, so but, dope. But answer my question. Do you think All for One becomes in the, gets in the driver's seat? Oh, sorry. Yeah, 100%. I think I think we're going to get like a, a millisecond. Because I think they defeat him. I don't think that's a stretch of the imagination. Um, mm-hmm. There might be some more significant losses, definitely. But I do think they beat Shigaraki. Or, you know, I, I, it is his body at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We'll probably get like one more moment of like, oh yeah you know like i still hate you or whatever and then like he you know dies out but i think for the most part it's, it's gonna be all for one but um how they explain that i'm curious really curious to see uh, yeah uh, i'm also very curious um how did you we'll like uh surprise unlocked a new quirk <laughs> i love that so i i actually thought it worked because they yeah. did um they did i, was, I saw that this, i was right? like oh, i bet Sorry, they did mention this whole quirk before, right? Float. I just, I'm, I'm hazy no. on season five. So I think we knew, we may or may not have known her power, but like we get the reveal before the flashback. So like they did like a, I think at yeah, first they thought I, I they undersold. I could have swore in season five or something they mentioned that he was that float was her quirk. Like it, the, oh, maybe. I, I, I don't recall. That's but the only like, reason. But yeah, like, I thought the way they executed it worked fine. I think, like, maybe in other circumstances, I might be grumpy about it. <laughs> sure. There's so much going on, you know? Yeah. I think... It serves the story yeah, had, in that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you could argue, all oh, flashback is lazy. It's like a do sex machina thing. But it was like, eh, give me a break. But it was... I think it was better because they did... They backdoored the Bakugo stuff at the same time. Yeah, and it kind of like even keeled the the overall experience. In the yeah. Episode. So it's, but yeah, Midoriya's fucking losing it, man. Like, yeah, the the uh, Midoriya's voice actor did a really really good job this episode. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I could talk more and more about it, but this I'm I'm really really happy with this episode and this arc. Very very curious to see where the second half of the season goes, um, because this is all business. It's been eight episodes of nonstop action, and I'm I'll loving put, it. I'll put a steak dinner on uh, graduation. Oh Christ! Yeah, first year graduation because it's been six seasons of television. Yeah, uh, sad funeral slash graduation. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Well, we can end on Blue Lock before we do the Q and A real quick. But did you get a chance to check this out? No, I no, didn't catch right? up on uh, Gundam and Bocce. Okay. Well, I'll I'll just give a brief review of Blue Lock. I'm on episode eight. I'm caught up. Um. 
I like watching this show, and here's, like, it's actually part of, like, my Saturday slash Sunday morning thing, like, with, I do, like, Spy Family, mm-hmm. and then My Hero, and then Blue Lock, like, typically in that order. That's a good trio. Yeah, and they're all really fun, like, together, because they all mm-hmm. have a little bit of everything, right? There's Slice of Life, and then there's, like, the fun shonen stuff, and then there's, like, sports anime, which is very new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what Blue Lock has done is, like, they have a fan in me. I'm going to continue to watch. It's not changing my life but i think it's probably made me a fan of sports anime like i'm whenever this first season's over i'm gonna like probably go get into a ritual of firing up like an episode of haiku on sundays or something in in uh in exchange and like just slowly chip away at catching up on that thing i fucking love to hear it dave yeah i knew you would (laughs) um but yeah, give it another spin. Give it a couple episodes. I, I, I have I have full intention. I was watching a video this week actually, and it's it's weird how the exact point was what I was thinking, and what you had kind of like agreed with me about like you know like maybe I just have to get that point where like it, it becomes the sport, and it, it was just like the point was brought up of like yeah like it's kind of edgy in the beginning, but like when it gets to the ju- like the sports juice like fucking you're watching a sports anime at the end yeah. of the day. You know that's what's good. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna jump back in. Killer. Um. Okay. Let's wrap up on the Q and A. Um. Do it. From s- listener Samwise Gamgee. Mm. What's a show Sam. that has f- Sam? It's don't you know you're Sam? That wasn't bad. Um. Okay. Show that failed to meet the hype. Mm. It's tough. You know. I actually like. There's a couple I'll, good shows this year that fall into that category. I think. It's tough. I'm going to just go ahead and say the quiet part out loud because we bitched for 20 straight minutes about Tier Eternity earlier. Um, Yeah. They have time to turn it around, but like considering that they were both in our top five or maybe top three in 2021 Mm -hmm. and we're just like bitching about it on a weekly basis right now is probably not a good sign. No. (laughs) Um, So that's my, I don't know if you have the same answer or... Or what um, you're gonna say. That was a little low hanging fruit, I think. Apologies, because uh, it's it's so well, it's so fresh on our mind. Someone had to say it. So I think for me, and it's, it, I wouldn't say this was like you know, f- uh, anime community wide, but Vampire in the Garden really kind of bumped me out. Oh, good uh, point. I forgot about I think this show. You and I were like really, like really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, that was a letdown. You're right. There's a couple. I think another one too. Uh, we, we never really talked about it on the show, but there was. Um, a Netflix anime that was like very heavily uh, promoted uh, called Bastard, like uh, heavy metal. Oh yeah, yeah. I got like four or five episodes, and I was like, "Oh, this is not for me." And uh, kind of a bummer because it was very like you don't you just think something's gonna be like an absolute ringer, and you're just like, "Whoa!" Could not be farther from the truth. It's kind of that's. I was just super super let down by that. But I would think Vampire in the Garden is probably for me. I, dude, one. I completely forgot about that show. Well put. Good point. Yeah. Um. All right. Last question of the show from Leanna Banana. It says. Leanna here. Banana. Um, best boy and best girl of 2022. I assume anime only. So mm. get out of here with. I know everybody jumps to Galadriel. Um. X- oh, maybe, true. Maybe yeah. that's just what I'm thinking. Um. Who goes first? Mine are so basic. You go. You go first. You're gonna have a better answer. Um, for best boy would be Shiragane from Kagisama, the in season three this year. Well, kills okay. me. All right, Shiragane too. Actually, yeah, uh, the Kagisama boys absolutely fucking slay. Uh, they are so fucking funny. Um, and for best girl, obvious answer is Chisato. <laughs> Shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, who am I? Talk about. <laughs> How do I not have that written down? Yeah. You ever get lost? Like, like, do you ever like when people go, "Oh, so you have like, like you have an anime podcast? Like, we're yeah. covering something called Psycho Season," and then they're like, "What do you watch?" I just stand there and I'm like, <laughs> I, I can think of. Really watching. <laughs> I can watch. I can name one thing off the top of my head. And yeah. I, I like, have to look. Well, at, you're on the spot. Like I got, I'm looking at my lit, like my 2022 list right now, and I'm just like, what "The fuck is wrong with me?" Like, look how much I watch. All right, well, like, my yeah. my uh, your picks are better. Mine suck, but I'm gonna go anyway. Uh, Anya, give me a break. She's oh yeah, she's a sensation. Okay. I think that's on par with Chisato. It, that's on par with Chisato. I'm just yeah. mad that I didn't think of Chisato. The second one is like arguable, but I think like it's just resonating with me on such an oddly emotional level. I love everything about Mob Psycho and about what Mob's going through. Sure. So it's Mob. Yeah. Um, it's what you're watching a little person grow up. Like mm-hmm. you're watching a boy become a young man. I've had I've had the experience of being a young. I have done those things. A teenage boy. So, like, it's it's good, you know, you gotta love a show with some good messaging. Yeah. And, you know, you know the, the positivity that Mob Psycho brings, as dark as it can be. It makes me feel good. Know. Yeah, it does, it does make me feel good. See, God, seeing him grow up makes me feel good. And this is... Season. Yeah, man. We, this, is, this has been the right call. I'm having a lot of fun with all these shows, so I'm glad we're doing it. And uh, I hope y'all are enjoying it, because this is hard work, watching this much anime. You know what I mean? I haven't gone to work in weeks. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, are we good here, Grant? What do you think? Are we, have we wrapped yeah. up? Yeah, no, I think we're done. All right, folks. Ooh, long one. Um, thank you for listening. Subscribe, for the love of God. And we'll stop asking. Just follow us at Part Time Otaku Podcast on Instagram. Go there now. Um, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you're one of those type of folk. Or wherever you listen to your podcast, chances are... You will find us, spread the word, buy the merch. We don't have any, but one day. Um, And I think that's about it. Grant, uh, say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.